A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going down? The on-air light is on. The Abroad in Japan podcast begins. It's a beautiful sunny day in <laughs> London. It's overcast in uh, Japan. Wow, it's like yeah. you in Japan at the same time. Thank you. Magic. No, it's raining. It's raining. It's raining. <laughs> Chucking it down. You know nothing um, of the weather. How is your big move going, Chris? I need an update. I need to know how uh, damaged your back is. I want to know how damaged your camera equipment is. I want to know how damaged your soul is. And bank I account. Just, I just put the things in a box and strap it to the back of the cat and then <laughs> push it and it starts walking off with all the luggage okay. <laughs> I'm, we're still looking for where to live and it's not easy because right when you're looking for a place in Tokyo you just sort of you have to keep filtering things down and when you get to there's like a hundred lovely properties mm. and then you hit the button that says pet friendly and it goes from a hundred to, to like three yes. places it's insane yeah I just can't believe how the hell do people in Japan even have animals? Well, especially because, because if you have a pet, you're fucked. Yeah, and especially Genuinely. because like everyone rents uh, in, in in you know city Japan, and you have mm. to clean when you go in, and you have to clean. You certainly have to clean when you leave the tenancy. So, like, what damage mm. can? I mean, I guess a cat can pull up a tatami mat, but you would be charged for those replacements anyway, wouldn't you? I suppose the cat. I mean, the cat. I, I've done an amazing job preserving my room in the apartment, right? right. It's a cat-free zone for the most part. Yeah. Even though my microphone is covered, in literally drenched in cat it, hair the, right the now. The cat's had sex with you. I don't know how this yeah, happened. Yeah, it's fine, fine. We I don't know what time. happened to this microphone. <laughs> Disgusting. But, right, I've done a good job preserving the room. But the other day, the cat destroyed the floor. Indirectly, right? So Tuna, the world's most annoying cat, who's <laughs> one years old now, I, um, I locked him out of my room. But then he somehow broke the lock on the door, found his way in. So the next thing, I had to use my uh, dumbbell, like my weight, behind the door. And I rolled it into place behind the door so he couldn't get in. Right. And uh, now whenever I have to leave my office, I have to pick up the dumbbell, move it, open the door, get out. And the other day, I dropped the dumbbell and it smashed the floor in. And now the nice, wonderful wooden floor that has been in such great quality the last two years whatever it is, has been smashed to pieces 
indirectly because I've had to use it to stop the door from getting the cat in. Bastard cat. It's not my fault. The cat did it. But like, it's just, that's the deposit gone now. So <laughs> goodbye, lots of money. But like, they do a very good job in Japan. Like you pay a hefty deposit, right? And you pay key money. Yes. Um, like a gift. A bribe. To yeah. the landlord yeah. for, for whatever reason. An Instagram grinder's um, dream. For letting them, f- exactly. And, <laughs> and uh, it's just, you know, you, most people don't get the deposit back mm. because when you do leave the apartment and you've cleaned everything out, yeah, like a forensic person will come in with like a fucking telescope and a magnifying glass and look at every fragment of the house and apartment until they find one scratch, one hair out of place, and they're like, oh, look, there's damage there. There's a drop of water on the counter and it's stained it white. Oh, you have to take the $2,000 now. And they will do that. And it's But now this time it's going to be really fucking easy. They're just going to walk in, yeah. see the floor that I've destroyed with a 20-kilogram weight. <laughs> and it's a done deal. <laughs> so there goes the deposit. Bloody you did your cat. best. You can Honestly, only do your best. I did my best. <laughs> I uh, I got I was uh, I did a video the other day about um, I mentioned it at the last podcast budget food whatever and mm. uh, I I wanted to in this video right I went to twelve different restaurants to see how much money, uh, how much food you could get for ten dollars uh, about a thousand yen right yeah. and uh, I went into a sushi restaurant that had 2.9 stars on Google. Uh, now, anything less than 3.4 in Japan is usually, like, something very worrying mm. um, and best avoided. Like, it, something, they look like asbestos in the tea or something. <laughs> um, and I, I, I looked, so I, well, I found the sushi restaurant. I didn't look at the reviews on Google. I just saw it on um, the main street in Sendai. It always looked a bit dodgy, but I thought, oh, you know, it's in the center of town. It can't be that bad. Mm. And I went in without looking at the reviews. And the sushi at first, it was in the video, right? And the sushi's kind of edible. And I'm surprised. You can watch me going, oh, yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's not good, but it's edible. And then I put the last piece in my mouth and I was nearly physically sick because it tasted like it had gone off and been dragged through a pile of dirt. <laughs> um, and then I looked at the reviews afterwards and then I saw it was 2.9. The top review was like, literally just said two words, whimsical business, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, whimsical business. Nice review. I and like then it. the second review was just loads of photos of sushi plates covered in cockroaches and if i had seen that fucking photo i wouldn't have gone within 200 meters of that damn sushi restaurant and now i'm wondering why that piece of sushi tasted so damn bad uh, it's it could be the cockroach. Well, look, you Whimsical survived business, it. shit business. You survived. Honestly, <laughs> do your homework, guys. Yeah. Literally, before you go in any restaurant, and I always do it. To be fair, it's just I, I'd walk past this place maybe a thousand times in Sendai. It's in the downtown strip. It's in the bit where everyone walks past. You think, oh, it must be good, right? It's not. It's full of cockroaches <laughs> and it's whimsical. But read the reviews. <laughs> read the room. Cockroach sushi. Read the room, and if the yeah. cockroaches spell out, get out. Their bodies oh. get out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Get Seriously, out. The, this, the photos are pretty messed up. Mm. I've only seen cockroaches in one restaurant in Japan, and uh, it was in a basement in summer. And I kind of let them off because mm. basements in nightlife districts in Sendai or Japan in general are full of nasty, unsavory creatures. But uh, yeah, do your homework before you set in foot in anywhere in Japan. Always read the reviews. Trust me on that. Mm. It pays off in the long run. <laughs> uh, we got a story this week from Eric from Ohio. He says, hello, Pete and Chris. Ohio from Ohio. I think we, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say we've never heard that before, mm. but people from Ohio, Ohio love saying that. 
and uh, we've we've heard it about 500 times. Eric says, on March 11, 2011, my wife and I took a trip from Hiroshima to Miyajima Island. This is the day already that the super horrible earthquake and tsunami happened. Uh, We spent the evening taking pictures and dodging deer. At some point while we were on the island, the largest earthquake ever recorded in Japan caused a tsunami uh, destroying the northern part of the country. We had no idea. We never felt a tremor or saw a single wave. However, when we got back to Hiroshima, people on the streets were handing out newspapers. And when we saw the headlines, we realised something was very wrong. Mm. Back at the hotel... We turned on the TV and every single channel was talking about it. The reporters were all wearing hard hats, even in their TV studios, and warnings were flashing all over the screen. We tried to call home to let our family know we were okay, but the phones were down, the trains were shut down, and all of the flights from Narita were cancelled, and we were supposed to leave the next day. So we headed down to ask the front desk if they could help us. And when we explained uh, that we were supposed to get on a train to Tokyo, the guy at the desk said, that's no problem, the train's are running except they weren't when we asked if he'd heard anything about the airport being shut down he said no all the planes are flying but they weren't (laughs) he assured us that everything was fine and there were no problems whatsoever (laughs) was this person living in narnia because (laughs) no problem no nuclear disaster no tsunami it's brilliant don't worry go to sendai bloody hell long story short we were able to fly out of osaka a day or two later we were extremely lucky and our slight inconvenience was absolutely nothing compared to what many Japanese people had to endure. I just found it extremely funny that even during one of the biggest catastrophes in modern memory, the customer service people refused to admit that anything was less than perfect. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Have you ever been in a situation in Japan where there was obviously a problem, but due to the polite Japanese culture, they downplayed it? Love the podcast, guys. All the best. Eric from Ohio. Great story, Eric. Um, (laughs) Very good stuff. And I don't think we've ever had a story from anyone... Um, who was who's him in Japan on the on the day of the uh, earthquake and tsunami? It mm. must have been like a horror movie. You know, I've spoken to many people over the years about what that day was like, and Natsuki uh, basically told me he he sort of said like it felt like Japan was over um, because where we are, right? There was no certainly in Sendai, there was no electricity or water mm. for up to a week, I think, yeah. which is incomprehensible. Um, and they had like giant trucks come around. With water, basically, people would sort of just like dispense water from these trucks, and people would drink it and mm. use it to bathe and whatnot. Good but God. it sounded absolutely terrifying, and uh, and then let alone the nuclear disaster, which obviously the, the sort of disinformation or the the fog of you know like the lack of knowledge of what was going on that day mm. must have scared a lot of people, and mm. uh, quite a lot of foreign folks fled Japan the moment. Narita was back up and running. A lot of people fled the country as a result. Yeah. But uh, um, it's quite it's quite common for this to happen, though. That the customer service, like, I don't know if you've ever had it, Pete, but sometimes Styling if you go into a restaurant <laughs> or a hotel, like, and it's full or it's busy and there's no seats, you'll be like, oh, you know, is there a table? And they'll go, oh, and you know, they'll just sort of stare at the computer screen, even though. They know full well it's full, and you're not going in. <laughs> they will stare at the screen they and be like, "Oh, oh!" Until you sort of get the hint, and it's quite annoying. Because the first few times I, I was, you know, it happened to me when I first moved to Japan. I just thought they were taking an inordinate 
lengthy amount of time to mm. <laughs> establish if the restaurant was full or not. But they just wanted me to get the hint and be like, oh, what kind of mustard? Okay. And then walk <laughs> walk away. Uh, instead of going, no, no room at the inn. Yeah. Uh, but they'd just sort of stand there going, oh, oh mm, uh. yeah. so that's quite common. You yeah. might experience that. Um, <laughs> have you ever had anything like that on your trips? No, I think... I, I think um um, no, I, I I do see what you mean though. I can imagine, I can well imagine, sort of like, you know, a sing- somebody just trying to keep you busy, and a single tear rolls down the cheek. Going, I don't know what's, I I, I don't have any space for you. <laughs> but, um, I'm very sorry. I'm. So I mean, sorry. what was the in the in this story though? Just what what were they thinking? <laughs> oh no, yeah, trains are great. Go on the train, yeah, go on a plane, no do problem. You want, do you want? What a yeah. crap. I mean, please, please, don't kind of, ble- um, please don't tell anyone I said this though. <laughs> <laughs> It's. It must have been really quite trippy, though, to be in the south end of Japan. Because mm. yeah, there was barely. They they didn't feel anything there, right? You, you, south or sort of uh, west of Tokyo, mm. you you didn't hear many people experiencing anything. It was very much the north and the east side of the country. Yeah. So it must have felt a little bit surreal, like the end of the world on one end of Japan, but the rest of the country completely fine. Um, but I guess it was the same before with the Kobe earthquake, but yes. the other way around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it must have been very surreal. Yeah. Um, but what's going on in Japan this week, Mr. Dawson? What is the news? Hit us with what you got. Oh, I love this news story, uh, Christopher. Um, basically, a... Oh, I've lost it. <laughs> Shit, where did it He's go? brilliant. Hang He's on. the best in the business. <laughs> He's the best. The best. In the business. Oh, it's in well, chat, isn't it? It's in chat. it's in chat. It's in oh. chat, mate. I can just click on that, can't I? Um, so last week we spoke about. Um, <laughs> so last week we spoke about. I edited it out. I edited me fucking up and not finding no, the no, news no. story. You keep that in. Last week, that in. no. Last week, <laughs> last week we no, spoke about. Keep it in now. On Wednesday we spoke about um, Green Lawson and this new kind of Lawson that came in in November in one um, location Avatar only Lawson. in Tokyo, and it's basically Avatar Lawson where you just have James people, Cameron's Lawson people working from home, possibly blue, possibly not um uh, basically working as uh, cashiers at a lawson's that um gives you uh basically you, you have to do everything yourself you have to pay um you yeah. use the system yourself you got to grab your own stuff you got to bag your own stuff and it's basically a self-service lawson but they've dressed up as some mad futuristic thing where in fact we've all yeah, had I, these I, things for a long time I think we glazed over how impractical that Lawson's was as well, if you think about it, right? Because <laughs> the idea of this Lawson, there's no staff. There's probably one staff probably mm. sitting in the corner in the back. But the whole thing's run by computer screens with mm. staff on the computer screens who are somewhere else. Yes. And well, they, they're just sitting like a bathtub in their apartment with a camera <laughs> I guess on or so, something. Yeah. Well, facing them. well, it's like a, oh, what they do. It's like some of your um, your J YouTubers that are kind of like uh, anime characters and stuff. They're just basically doing that. Yes. Basically. Yeah. So, um, but. What I would say is that if there's ever anyone who wants to wish uh, the customers or the staff ill will at Seven Eleven or, uh, or in this case the Lawsons, um, that they'll with with a kind of completely remote solution when it comes to shopping, um, Do you just steal things. Well, I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> just I guess walk you could. in. Well, and they'll be like, "Can you pay on a gosh mask?" Like, no, no. You just I, grab I the cigarettes. I the don't door. want to do that. I need my <laughs> tabs. Bye. Um, and. <laughs> 
uh, there's there's an Amazon store in um, in Angel now, and it's something that I'd kind of unexperienced um, once before, and it's fucking amazing. Like you go in, you you get your Amazon app up, and you scan your your uh, your QR code that they give you, and you just walk in, mm-hmm. take what you want, leave. You don't have to talk to a cashier. They just know what you've grabbed. They know what you've stolen, um, and it goes on your Amazon account, even to the like to the, even small you little packets of mints and stuff. Get, really? You did that Heathrow Airport the other day, right? I don't think don't I remember. did. Did you, I? Uh, you walked straight in the shop and that, no, took was, some things out? That was just shoplifting. That was, that was just, that that was just, just me stealing things. <laughs> that was just me stealing things. <laughs> you felt right at home in Amazon. Yeah, exactly. I forgot stealing. about that. Yeah, I was fresh from a yeah. heist. I forgot about the thievery. Heist. That bottle of water was huge as well. I didn't even need that size of water. I knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> anyway. If you want to hear about a grown man stealing things <laughs> while going through Heathrow Airport, guys, go back three episodes. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Hear all about that. Well, that in you, a yeah, 7-Eleven branch... Uh, last Thursday in uh, Saitama City, uh, a man fifty, uh, well, a man of of, of of certain age and vintage uh, popped in <laughs> to a Seven Eleven, uh, approached the cash register, and a human uh, uh, teller, a human uh, cashier, um, where they were working, and brandished a hammer and said, "Oi! Oh my God! Give me the give me the fucking money! Give me the money!" He said. <laughs> Um, he said to the clerk, and uh, and he said, "You've got money, right?" And then the clerk went, "We don't." <laughs> and so he just ran off. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I don't think this man is very good at this whole hammer robbery thing. Because if you can be tricked by a simple lie like that, because. You know, you could say that in a lot of shops. Like, you know, a lot of shops in town in, in the UK, they don't have a lot of money kicking around anymore. It's mainly just the, the older generation who come in with cash yeah. and thieves and uh, uh, people are laundering money. Um, but, uh, but but in but in obviously in Japan, it's completely cashed society. So, like, of course, mm. the 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 the, the, um, the tills the registers have uh, have money in them. And so, to be tricked in such a way, do you have any money? And they go, no. <laughs> and then they go, oh, I'm running away. And just legging it. Absolutely incredible stuff. Absolutely mad. That I, I love the... We should do an episode one day compiling all the stories over the years <laughs> of botched, ridiculous robberies. Yeah. Uh, they've had in Japan. This is the best one. This is one of the top ones for sure. To give me the money. <laughs> what money? Uh, uh, just run away with the hammer in hand. <laughs> I, can't, uh, I can't believe like... What was he going to do with that hammer? What was he going to do? Give him a little bonk. Hammer. Give him a little bonk on the head, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's it, it, it's, it's not the most threatening weapon. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't want to contend with the man with a hammer. But you, you, but. Do think, you do have to give it an almighty swing, you know what I mean? And, and you're going to miss, and you're going to hit someone's you shoulder. You could dodge it. You could dodge it. All right, cool. That, that's the next Abroad Japan video. Uh, I attack Chris with a lump hammer. <laughs> Sounds like a Tom Scott video. Can you dodge a hammer? I mean, I... Uh, is someone, you know... You wouldn't take them seriously if they were brandishing a hammer. If they came out with a sword, you'd mm. be like, oh, one prod or one, one sort of... One prod in your toast, you know, sunshine. Whereas with a hammer, you don't you've got to be a bit more the head. Methodical. It, methodical. Yeah, but like, when they pull it back to swing, you can dodge it. Yeah, right? you run away. Yeah, exactly. With a knife, yeah. 
you can sort of slash and thrash away. Well, you know, like and well, damage is going to happen. Well, you know, those um, the thing that gets me is like the thing I'm obsessed with those forbidden apples uh, that they have behind the till <laughs> at Lawson's, where they're like orange, bright yes. orange, inky balls. That if someone's um, stolen something, Genius. they just throw the inky balls at them, and it's an indelible ink. And so when police pick up the perpetrator yeah, or yeah. you know suspected perpetrator later on, the ink is on their body, and so therefore they know that um, they've they've done the crime. So they'll do the time mm. and so like I, they didn't even get the opportunity to throw the inky ball at them gutted oh. absolutely gutted well they didn't steal anything did they exactly they yeah tried I, I mean you still threaten someone with a hammer that's a crime that's a also, crime also those ink those ink balls which I think are kind of cool right like a grenade of paint you throw at a robber yeah. covered in paint police them I think it's really cool but what if you're like a painter and whatever your painting's orange and your clothes just get covered in paint right and the police are like wait a minute <laughs> Is that a robber? Well, it just seems like... I don't know how I feel about this incriminating paint method. Yes. I don't know how watertight it really is. Um, <laughs> but the greatest robbery we ever... We, the greatest robbery story we ever encountered in Japan was that one years ago where the manager of the store robbed his own store wearing a face mask and he went, give me the money! And the staff <laughs> went... Oh, Sato-san, is that you? And you went, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a test. That was a test. <laughs> and <laughs> when robbing a store, maybe don't be yourself mm. uh, and rob in front of your own fucking work colleagues because they're going to see through the... Oh, God, what a knobhead, honestly. <laughs> that was my favourite one, though. And he, and he still got done for it. They reported him to the police. And he tried to play it off. That was right. He tried to play it off as though it was a test, right? <laughs> and it was, oh, it was a practice for what uh, what would happen if a real uh, real robber came in, who, who's not me. And yeah. they went, no, Sato-san, it's time to be reported to the police. And he lost his job, <laughs> rightly so. But <laughs> that would be a great sketch. That would be a great movie. The man robbing his own store with a stupid face mask on and his own voice. We'll be back mm. in just a moment, guys, with stories, comments and questions in The Fax Machine. I nearly said the hammer machine. The hammer machine. Get the Too much hammer hammers going on out. this episode. Mm. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I might have a little chat with my mate Chris, or go for a walk with my dog Sammy, or if I was in Japan, I might take a dip in a hot spring, hike up Kamakochi, or attempt to eat the deadliest puffer fish in the world. You know, normal stuff. But it's hard to know what to do with your time and how to spend it wisely. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can prioritise your time and fill it with things you actually enjoy. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. With BetterHelp, they guide you each step of the way to start to spend your time on your own terms. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Dolson? We got a Not message from we got a message from Chicago. Ivan in Chicago, hey. the US. Hi, Cantaloupe. Chris and Persimmon Pete. Love a persimmon. Uh, Chris, I was listening to your recent trials with your cat Tuna, and it got me thinking. Uh, has living with Charlotte cat. and a cat softened your opinion on cats from your time presenting on Cat Nation? Yeah. Would you ever no. consider another Japan cat documentary, Cat Nation Two? Uh, also. If uh, memory serves me, you were struggling with cat allergies through the documentary. Are you okay now? I'm in Chicago, US. I would say uh, on the allergies thing, considering he's speaking into a big ball of cat fur because his cat had had sex with his <laughs> microphone, definitely 100% uh, A, A plus uh, grade. Uh, it's, it, he's fine. He seems <laughs> fine now. It, you do get better. Stop. Stop, Stop ruining saying. my microphone. Stop it is saying. covered in cat hair. I don't want to know why. Uh, why it got so fairy in the five days i was off but uh <laughs> you know yeah i i when um like before i moved in with charla or whatnot and she had maro the lovely cat i i was worried i was i did have a cat allergy and i spoke to um pete premier two of all people your favorite american pete mm-hmm. and he was like well dude i i had the worst cat allergy ever but then i got a cat and it went away after six weeks <laughs> and i don't know why he sounds like a smoker now but uh <laughs> Yeah, and so he sort of said that after a few weeks, the, your body adapts, or his body did, and uh, all was well. And so I found the same after I moved in. Um, the first few days, it was awful. I was, like, crying. My nose was running. And then I adapted, mm. and the, the human body is a magical thing. Um, I haven't adapted to the stress of having cats yet. <laughs> uh, that's a little bit more difficult. Being woke, I, I have to use um, earplugs when I go to sleep. Mm. Because the cats in the morning, it's like morning fucking chorus mm. of meowing. Tuna's banging around. Mara's going, wow. It's just <laughs> a bloody nightmare, honestly. Do you have that with? Did you ever have that with dogs? Like, do you find the same with a dog? <laughs> a dog? Are they loud? I mean, I was, I was very much. Yeah, uh, dogs are. Uh, I, I mean, puppies are way more difficult to sort of deal with just on a sound situation i would say like they and mm. they chew everything and they bite um but <laughs> I, I i i did i didn't feel my allergies uh, get any worse with uh, this puppy because the puppy's always biting me and and it's the saliva <laughs> and the urine and my life is saliva urine and puppies uh, at the moment oh. so that's what i'm dealing with the poopies are better than the urine i prefer i prefer an inside poo than an inside oh. urine that's all i'm saying the floor's never been cleaner chris my, my kitchen floor's <laughs> never been cleaner because it's the only time we bloody wash it <laughs> When the, the dog's oh doing shit everywhere. Rubbish. I don't think I'll be coming don't think I'll be coming round yours for dinner anytime soon. <laughs> but the food is <laughs> well, marginally, I, I... broadly poo free. 
I, yeah, I'm not going to eat if you're bloody cooking it either. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing a cat documentary anytime soon. The best thing about that is I did write a whole chapter on it in my upcoming book where I went into detail about how ridiculous that whole thing was. But uh, yeah, cat allergy's gone. Mm. And I do like cats more. I I, I, I think cats are cool. Yeah. I do, I like, uh, the, the cats are quite intelligent. I've got a sense of how smart they are. Like if you piss off tuna... He'll like knock things off a shelf. He'll look at you and then just not, like nudge his paw and knock a thing off a shelf <laughs> until you play you. with him. Um, Eyeballing you all the, all the way. Very enjoyable. I don't know why we got this damn cat. Anyway, dear looking cut Chris, I like that. And philosopher Pete, my question is: In daily life, do the Japanese cuss and curse in good spirit in daily exchanges between friends, or do they still maintain an air of reservation and etiquette? Natsuki. Being the exception, your faithful listener, Greg. Um, actually, swearing is pretty rare. Like, yeah, I, you really don't hear people swear half as much in Japanese as we do in the English language. It's an interesting thing, like the interesting quirk of the Japanese language. Really, um, you you know, it's it's really rare to listen in on a conversation, hear people swear. Right, I find. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know, just which part of the the language, the culture. I remember the uh, first time I heard my ex girlfriend years ago swear. Mm. Um, she got pulled over by the police for not coming to a complete stop, and she said uh, "mukatsuku," which kind of means like bollocks. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know what "mukatsuku" literally it, it means. It kind of means like "god damn it" or "fuck" or something. Right. Um, I should probably look that up. But that's the first time I like heard someone swear. Obviously, saw. Like means shit. Mm. Sometimes you hear that. Natsuki says that. But uh I think the reason Natsuki likes swearing so much is apparently Mukatsuka just means to get angry and mm. irritated. Okay. It's not even swearing. <laughs> I think the reason Natsuki likes swearing is because he loves punk rock and he sees swearing as like an act of rebellion or something but like that. But it's the that. difference between like or American swear like English language swearing and Japanese swearing, isn't yeah. it? So it's more fun to use the British ones, the English ones. It is. And that's why uh, the swear word book proved so popular all those years ago. Uh, fuck Nord Skycutter. Correct way to use fuck. <laughs> what a book that was. Yeah. What a great book. Um, Hello, Chris and Pete. Got one from uh, Dr. Brent. Now that things have reopened, we're returning with our entire family in June. There'll be six of us. To make dinner easier, I like to make some reservations well before we need them. And I was wondering if there's a good recommendation for the best way to get dinner reservations ahead of time. Uh, many of the reservations don't have online options in English. What are your suggestions? Dr. Brent from San Clement in California. Um, you know, it's a, t- it's a tough one. Really, it does involve lots of phone calls. And if you don't speak Japanese, mm. you're kind of buggered a little bit. One thing I'd recommend is getting the hotel to book it for you. Obviously, it's not going to be that far in advance. But what you find is most people in Japan book a restaurant only a couple of days two or three four days in advance and while more often than not if you turn up on the night it'll be full especially on a friday saturday uh if you do try and reserve just a few days ahead of time you'll be able to get a table for the most part um so i'd recommend just getting a hotel to do it for you uh dr brent (laughs) dr brent Brent. what a cool name that's the coolest name we've ever had um (laughs) What do you do if you want to reserve a table, Pete? Pete doesn't. Pete, you just sort of burst into just any burst bar in, go, let me in. and play it by ear, right? Food. <laughs> tab him, tab him on in. Little pigs. Wah, oh, in my mouth. Oh, no. In my mouth. 
That's how he got deported. Keep the stories, yeah. questions, comments coming in <laughs> to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days, and we'll see you right back here. See you all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Lovely. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.